What's going on, friends? Welcome to random number 98. That's right, 98 episodes of Roomies and Movies. I'm Ox. That's Luke, and we're going to be telling you about a lot of the very recent stuff you should be watching, checking out, uh, and then even, like, it's just going to be a big uh, concoction of everything that you have been avoiding spoilers for, for like the last week, so. Um, we've got a couple movies Luke wanted to watch, uh, Under the Silver Lake and The Wind. Um, we rented those last week. Uh, then we're going to go jumping into Battlestar Galactica, season four, episode one through five. From there, we're going to talk about American Gods season two. We both watched through all eight episodes of this last season, last night, pretty much. Um, from there, we'll jump into Infinity War and Endgame. I rewatched Infinity War. I don't know if you did this last week or so. Was that um, a question? Did you? I did. Yeah, I figured yeah. you did. Uh, and when then you we'll. Texting, you're like, it's so good. And I was like, fuck you, it's not. I'm going to rewatch it again. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And then we'll be ending with Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, that just aired last night. So you can avoid spoilers if you want. But full, full warning, all this stuff's going to be no holds barred, and we're just going to talk about everything full spoilers. So if you want out, get out now. If not, join us for all this. Um, other than all of that, is there any news that has intrigued you over this past week? No. Here's I thought... What's that? I thought I told you I'd stop looking at news. It's dumb and I hate everything. And... No, it's fair. I'll totally uh, accept that and then we won't ever bring it up ever again. Tell with news. <laughs> Except there is one fascinating thing and that's that uh, Endgame hit over $1 billion. Is that fascinating? It is because we had a deal on it. Mm, <laughs> I think you forgot about that deal. I certainly did it because I was like, shit, we're pro. So the deal was, and we made this at the beginning of April. I've got receipts and everything for it if you want to call me out. But I was like, I'm so excited for Endgame. We're going to hit $1 billion first weekend. And Luke's like, hmm, I feel like we're going to get close. Probably not a billion, but we're going to hit 850 so when news broke yesterday that it definitely crossed the billion mark, I was like, oh, yeah. So we put prices right rules on it if it would have gave below 850, no reward, whatever. But whoever got closest without going over uh, gets to pick a movie for it won't be next week, but the week after. So I get to pick one for next week. <laughs> this is terrible news. I'm super excited. I know I'm pretty, I'm like, 80% sure you're going to hate it. Uh, quick question. Um, Have you ever I seen... Like... <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, but... You asked your question first. No, I was going to go on a tangent. You go ahead and ask your question. Uh, quick question. Have you ever seen The Fault in the Stars? Oh, my God. No. No. Because <laughs> I guess we just picked it, and we're... <laughs> I can't. I don't want to watch another dying child movie. All right, all right. But there's a caveat. I don't just want to watch The Fault in Our Stars. But oh my god, don't the... tell me you want to read it too. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's even better. Um, the Fault in Our Stars, but uh, I have a audio clip 
or commentary essentially of when John Green watched it for the first time and him and his wife got drunk. So we're going to be listening to that over top of it. So, but I, I'm pretty sure gonna that means you're going to have to watch it twice. That is <laughs> bullshit rules. Okay. Or have you seen P.I.S. I Love You? Wait, which one? Is that the one with Ryan Reynolds? Nope, that certainly is not. It's with uh, Leonidas. And, um... Oh, yes, Turner? I have. I'm pretty sure you were all horny over it when we worked at Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, that's probably right. Uh, yeah, so we're definitely doing The Fault in Our Stars then. <sighs> <laughs> that makes that pretty easy. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that next week. Um, I was sure that you had seen Fault, so I wasn't uh, thinking that was going to be the runner, but... I definitely saw it. It's fine. You're a, <laughs> You're a liar, and I'm so excited about it now. So, oh, let's dive into these movies that you made me watch. And this is why we're doing Fault in Our Stars. Oh, Not horseshit. so much Silver Lake, but we're going to talk about Silver Lake first, because the wind is the one that really... Uh, stuck out in my mind so uh let's talk uh under the silver lake and how did you like it i think so (laughs) see before we started today we were discussing about how high numbers we are getting and how much how little we've changed from the beginning and i really am enjoying this you not understanding if you like us something or not anymore like the last two months or so it's like i think so (laughs) um i did i did like it um essentially uh it's second spider-man trying to solve a uh kind of weird mystery i don't know if it's really a murder mystery i guess (laughs) No, because yeah. like tech, a, a a a suicide by rich person cult mystery. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Um, it's it's one of those like uh, it's like uh, did you see Inherent Vice? Uh, no, I didn't. It's like that or like Big Lebowski, where it's kind of like this stoner character put into this weird kind of like coastal elite and try to figure out a mystery within it you know it's like it's this weird kind of like stoner subgenre of a noir movie <laughs> that's a really great uh description of it like you like just thinking about it like you nailed it with that um it was done by this is the a24 one right uh it's a24 and it's directed by a guy whose name i don't remember but he directed it follows a couple years ago which kind of was like a pretty big indie hit okay kind of got yeah. some mainstream coverage and i really like that movie and i was like well i'm gonna watch this too and i was like i still really like the stuff he's doing but it's weird because you can be like it's too long but then you're like but that's kind of the point yeah it's um yeah it there's something about it like it like kind of like pineapple express like how it feels very long, but like I think it, that movie's only like an hour and a half. Yeah, like, this movie's two and a half. Yeah, yeah, but like it, it just you just get in and you're along for the ride, and like 
the places that you ride to. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's, it's the most random it can possibly be at all times. I mean, um, just like when, like, when Andrew Garfield, like, runs after this preteen and starts beating the shit out of him, let's go, oh, this is what we're doing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, there's a through line from everything that happens, but nothing is connected, almost. It's, um, it's this weird, like, it's this weird treatise on, like, the, there is, there might be, I don't want to say it. There might be meaning in art and pop culture, but obsessing over it is ridiculous and you're taking it too far and you're doing it wrong by doing that. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Um, so basically you're following them al- along for, I, I want to say two or three days. Um, as he's kind of like all these pieces of this mystery is are falling into his lap and he's trying to like sort through them while in the midst of being kicked out of his apartment that he doesn't seem really concerned with. Um, okay. Before we start getting anywhere in it and trying to, <laughs> what, what was your favorite weird side thing? Hobo King? Uh, Jesus and the Bride of Dracula, the, the songwriter, or the murderous owl. Oof. I hope he's got your attention and you just turn it off and go watch it because it's a hard choice. Um, <laughs> I think song. I'm going to have to go with songwriter. Um, that is the scene that I watch like three times because I love <laughs> that thing. Yeah, yeah. I immediately texted you like, this is ridiculous, and then rewound it and watched it again. I was like, out of everything that's happened, like, the last three weeks of everything we watched, even, like, the trial of Battlestar Galactica, like, had all these tones. It's like, just this guy just fucking around, and, like, he's just printing money because people want his songs of bullshit, and he doesn't care. He's just making a buck. But like it's so. I just love when when he's like, he just gets to the heart of it. He's just like, (laughs) he just starts playing those first chords that smells like Teen Spirit. And he's just like, yeah, you know this one. (laughs) It's so, it's such height pretentiousness, and like that's perfect parallel for the movie. But everything else you listed is completely side. Like, I don't know how anybody thought any of this up. But thank you for all of it. Um, it's oh. just ridiculous. I also like the nod to Spider Man. Um, yeah, I was stuck on a fan. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought it was a fun, fun little read. Um, I'm still not quite sure on the title of the movie, but I think that it was just like, just kind of draw you in. Um, well, Silver Lake's an area in LA. Oh, okay. And okay. then the title of that... Uh, Does mean... <clears throat> yeah, it was under the Silver Lake. Okay, It's okay. one of the mysteries that were going on. No, the dog killer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I'm fairly certain he was the dog killer. See, I was thinking the same thing. Except, like, they never went anywhere with it. Like, they left... They almost left everything so ambiguous that... Who knows what was real, what wasn't. 
Because, um, uh, I mean, like, he was, you know, he was having nightmares of, like, people barking at him and dreaming of, you know, <laughs> dogs being disemboweled. And he carried dog treats in his pocket. There was, you know, again, there was this, like, story of, you know, like, oh, it's because I loved my ex's dog. And, you know, I was hoping, you know, if we ever got back together, I could, you know, give him a treat and it'd all be good again. But you're also just like, you punched a child in the face and smashed him. <laughs> like, you have anger problems. It was or, really, you know, like... It was really a fucking redone fucking Big Lebowski. Like, it's so ridiculous how well that works. Like, just following him as he's trying to figure out all this. I mean, he's not trying to get a new rug from somebody that's named the same person, but, like, man. The Owl Beast? Shit's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and like, that's a lot that of this movie. You... That's a lot of this movie. Like it's so ridiculous and off the wall. It's it's kind of hard to place anything. But I think like when you get to the end of the two and a half hour uh, runtime, you're like, yeah, I was all right with that. Yeah, there's stuff <laughs> that you know, like you know, I'll I'll never forget that weird owl lady, and <laughs> I'll. You know, I'll never forget him, you know, beating an old man's face in with Kurt Cobain's Fender Mustang for like I'll, like the when they got the music. when they brought when he grabbed the Cobain's Mustang, I was like this makes me really really want to rewatch Californication when he gets that beat up one that uh, Cobain used to play with. So um, yeah, and the idea of like, you know, he cuz like I still don't it's so hard to parse, like, because, you know, the, the songwriter, that whole scene I keep coming back to, but, you know, he's just like, I'm putting the music, you know, these codes and these hidden messages in the music, but he doesn't even know what it is. Yeah, but because, I mean, like, the scene prior to that, you talk, you're talking to the actual musician that's seeing these, and he has no fucking idea. Like, he's just being paid to sing these songs. And, like... But, you know, even, you know, the songwriters, you know, like... I wrote Smells Like Teen Spirit. And he's like, I also wrote this. And he plays like the Beverly Hills theme music or the Beverly Hills Cop theme music. And he's like, I also wrote this. And he starts playing Beethoven. You know, it's just like, <laughs> what What are we trying to say? Like all pop culture. I don't know. I, again, I think it's a, a, a reputation of the things that we even do here of looking for meaning in oh, yeah. pop culture and taking it too far. Oh, yeah. If, if you come, if you take this movie and us, the movie us, like right in the between that shit is us, is where we live. So like this movie was just right up my alley. And like, I was like, oh, I was completely comfortable at this point. I was like, yeah, let's watch another one of Luke's picks. And then I fucking went to boot it up and it's like just surrounded by all horror movies. I was like, shit. That just happened for. It just that, that does or, not just happen. <laughs> yeah, it does. It just happens. It's okay. Cause this isn't a scary movie. Uh I dare say it's terrifying. Um so would you recommend Silver Lake before jumping on the other one? Uh, no. <laughs> I definitely would. I I totally would uh, give us a nod to somebody. Um, I, I mean, it's I one of those things like two and a half hour move, two and a half hours. Like it felt like shorter than that, but because you know, like I can sit here and be like, 
And then he goes home after killing this old man, and he gets attacked by an owl lady, and then he tries shooting her with this gun that he stole off the... And it's just like, like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's perfectly... And you feel like... You can tell these weird, crazy things happen, but then when you watch it, I don't... It's not for 90% of people. Like, I think they would That's just think fair. it's long and pretentious and boring. And... That's fair. Um, but you and get, also, like, like, these really, like, cute moments where it's, like, there's absolute paranoia and, like, trying to decipher this code that it does exist and he figures it out. But, like, man, I'm sure he's just losing his mind at this point. Especially also, when... there's a hobo king. <laughs> and there, there's the hobo king. And also there's... <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to see Andrew Garfield's ass and watch him, like, masturbate, you know, you get a lot of that. That's not something I needed, but it's whatever. Come on, dude. That seems so fucking funny, though, when he's, like, he's jerking off, but it's all to analog fucking, like, spreads of, like, gossip magazines and old playboys he found from his father. It's so weird. Um, But, like, even like that, like, some of it's necessary for i don't know it's so weird so weird i'm pretty sure you'd have to know who you're uh suggesting people watch this one but yeah i think it was just the right amount of weird so jumping from there to the wind uh and fuck that movie yeah you didn't like it not really that's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hate that I did like it. And I hate um, that like it it just scratched that little itch that it's like I don't want to like horror movie, but there's things that come along like this that kind of intrigue me. And then and then it's like fuck. It's kind of really I like how they did this and that, but like there's some of that shit that was like terrifying me. It wasn't they got me once with a fucking jump scare, and that was about it. Nope. But... They got me a fucking lot. <laughs> I... <clears throat> There's that scene where, like, she goes over to the neighbor's house after, you know, all the shit's gone down, and she's kind of losing it on her own. And she rips all the, all the feathers and stuff, and then she sees the diary laying on the floor, and she picks it up. And when she stands up, they do a smash cut to, like, zombie ghost face in front of her. I was like, fuck you, movie, that's cheap. But other than that, <laughs> uh, but other than that, I feel like once they get more and more aggressive with the supernatural stuff, the hokier it gets and it doesn't work as well. Um man, I was in for a penny in for a dollar. Like I was trying to catch my breath throughout the whole thing. So like when I figured it was just going to be a, a little Western, whatever. Um, and like these, this family trying to survive, whatever. And like, I really love how they told the story narratively, like and just cutting it apart and like piecing it. Like, so you're kind of, your head's kind of spinning to figure out which line storyline we're on. Um, and then shit just goes awry. Um, See, and that's, the problem I have is I think it undercuts itself narratively by jumping as much as it does, but I don't know that you can tell that story chronologically yeah. and still get the effect that they're going for. 
So it's like a no win situation. I think I think maybe if they would have done it in a memento esque situation where like they definitely did one side of the story. Like I think the one thing I noticed is like when it was just her storyline and she was just wearing that blue dress, like that was kind of oh, you're on this storyline. But I think if maybe they did one story uh, just black and white, so you kind of could have a little bit better of understanding where you were. Well, I don't think it would have but... where you were. If yeah. she was by herself, it was after everything that happened and her husband was gone. And then if it was not, you would know because there's four other people around. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I just didn't notice that she was on her own at... Um, like when the wolf attacks, I was like, "Oh shit, where's her husband?" And like, is he going to be back? And like, I didn't grasp it till like a couple scenes later. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Like, we're we're just with her right now for this storyline." Um, yeah, he had to go get uh, get supplies while she, you know, cleaned up all the blood from the murder scene. Um, and like they just do a great thing of showing, not telling. Like even with the. Uh, the neighbor wife who commits suicide that I didn't even realize that's what happened until uh, right about when she's like following her around and asking her where she where her gun is. I was like, wait a minute. Did she have a giant fucking gunshot wound? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. And that's why. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the, the supernatural shit like just freaks me out too much. And like this unknown entity... Uh, like this demon on the the prairie land, um, especially when it's inside the fucking reverend. Like that shit was too much. <laughs> but was it? You know, um, when when people get thrown around like paranormal activity style, like that's where I start having problems with the supernatural because like I can't defend myself from getting thrown fucking across a building from a demon like give me a way to fight that son of a bitch i'll fight it but you um, fight it with the love of god we talked about this last week listen some of us don't rely on that weapon so we gotta find real man-made weapons and i can't well, fight fucked. <laughs> that's right we're gonna start a religion our own our own religion um but yeah, I think a lot of things in this movie work really well. I think I really like it like I did um, Ritual last year. Um, I think it's just this understated little horror story that just kind of fell out of nowhere. I, I know you knew about it, but like I was just along for the ride. And like as soon as shit kicked off, I was like, oh, Christ. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I really like how they did it. And I think she's a, a fantastic actress. Um, just selling everything. Um, especially that wolf attack. Like, just starting out the gate from that is like, shit is going on. So Yeah, and the, the spooky goat. <laughs> Fucking spooky goat. Listen, if you just, if you have a premonition about a goat being dead, shoot that fucker. Shoot that fucker in the head. Ugh, ridiculous. So I think you should check it out. I don't think you uh, would recommend that one either, would you? It's fine. Listen, I'm not recommending things because they're not good. It's just like, one, it was like $7 to rent that movie. Yeah, isn't this one like just out? Like, it has been just released, right? Uh, 
earlier this month, I think. And then Under the Silver Lake was just released on VOD this weekend because it, it only opened in like two theaters. Mm. Right on. Um, so when they go down in price, maybe check them out. <laughs> so yeah, I dig it. Um, anything else you wanted to add for the win? Uh, there is very little lack of wind. Yeah, I, I mean, there was some really tense, quiet moments where the wind would blow through, and it's like, is the wind the supernatural agent? And then it was like, no. So, and just... then it would have turned into the happening. It's the it's yep. the trees. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. There's stuff I like. I think, like I said, I think the narrative structure undercuts any building and understanding of what's going on. Because um, by the end, you're just kind of left confused enough that you're like wait what happened and you you could have built with that character of like is she crazy or is this really happening versus getting that thrown at you in the last two minutes of the movie I need you to do something when we get later in this year like in December or so remind me to rewatch this movie because I really kind of think this one might be on my top ten Jesus Christ. I know. And I hate that. I hate that I'm making that claim right now because I really just want to be done with horror. Because I totally nope. have slept with the goddamn light on the last few days because of the such a baby. Movie. I am. And I'm not afraid to admit that. But yeah. uh, like, there's that aspect of it. But there's also this part that's like, I'm all right with it. It's pretty fucking cool. It's like I don't like that side of me. <laughs> I don't so like this side saying, of me that you've made. So you're saying you're ready to watch The Witch? No, I certainly am not because I'm pretty sure I've heard that shit's fucking intense and scary as shit. <laughs> I'm baby steps, baby steps right now. <laughs> Even when you brought up It Follows earlier, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that was what? scary too. But it follows is it follows is not scary. It's it's about supernatural STDs. Hmm. See, this is the problem. Like we can't gauge horror for each other because we're different aspects. Like so it, it's, it so comes down to the unspoken and literally laid out in front of you. Like I yep. you you love that slasher stuff, but like if it's shit that's ambiguous and like left open to the imagination, I'm like, shit, that was going to crush my spirit. <laughs> I like stuff like that too, but you just need to tuck in, just man up and just watch a bunch of horror movies. We're getting there. We're getting there little by little. I haven't thrown in the towel yet. So you're the so. one who's just like, I had one on my top 10 last list last year, and this one's going to be on my list again. Like, you're the one putting them on your list, man. I know, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all, for sure. So, jumping from there, uh, we started Battlestar Galactica, season four. And boy, did we slow down. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed it about the third third episode in. I was like, this is going a hell of a lot slower than the previous seasons. Like, whoa. 
we we are at a crawl almost because like well kinda I mean somewhat yeah we get, we get an entire Cylon Civil War spark happening it's true I feel like things are happening on Cylon side quick as quick as they have been uh, it's just the humanity side of things have really slowed like there's really not anything well, to like- add to their story right now. Well, let's be honest, okay? I love Baltar and think he's a great character, but I don't need to see him running a religious sex cult. It's true. It's true. So, but I feel like um, had this first episode been any of the other seasons first, like, we would have been Starbucks back. We've gone through everything. She's not a Cylon. Let's be friends with her. And I think it takes three episodes in to get like, all right, well, we don't believe you, but here's a ship and a crew. Go figure out if you're right or not. So that's what I mean with the slowing down. Um, So Starbuck is back. Uh, We get into the episode and we're having that huge fight from the end of season three. Uh, Anders is thrown into a ship, uh, gets scanned by a raider, and that makes everybody, like, fucking... All the raiders freak out and go back to the ship, and, like, everybody leaves. <laughs> like, because they were outgunned, outnumbered, everything. And, like, they just fucking turned tail and ran. And the Cylons don't know what to think of it. The four that are in hiding don't know what to think about it. Um... I still am very adamant that Starbuck is the fifth, but it hasn't been announced. <laughs> um, uh, then uh, episode two, we get the Cylons versus Cylons, like the set. So there's seven that are known. One's been boxed up, so it's essentially a 3-3 split. Um, whether or not to lobotomize the Raiders so they can actually defend themselves, because the Raiders know that um, some of the five are amongst the humans and don't want to shoot them down. So um, becomes this kind of moral decision that they have to face. And it's split on are if they are machines, they don't have to worry about those kind of decisions. And if they aren't, they should definitely not be shooting at their own kind um which was even kind of left up in the air because anders wasn't able to fire on this these raiders either so yeah but Um, anders is a dumb fuck up he could have just not turned the safety off yeah it's absolutely true um also because because listen we all know they were making this shit up as they went along yeah, yeah but there's no hardwire programming in Anders because he held, you know, he led the resistance against the Cylons on Caprica. There's no, I can't hurt Cylons. <laughs> oh, we get the great moment where Ty, at the beginning of episode one, Ty comes into the fucking CIC and like just fucking guns down a doll. I was like, shit, this is really, st- oh, okay. It was just a fucking hallucination, whatever, daydream, whatever. Um, but I was like, shit. This shit got serious, and then we're not serious. Okay, we're back on track. Um, but yeah, it's it's 
crazy how much it's slowed down from the other seasons. Um, Apollo is no longer uh, a pilot, Viper pilot. He's moving into the political arena, um, which I kind of think like that helped slow everything down, too. Um, as he's leaving, it seems like B and Apollo have split, and I know I'm not a big fan of that, and I know you don't give a shit. Um, nope. But, like, they kind of just mentioned it in passing, and it was just so weird. Um, especially since they're still trying to figure out if Starbucks is or is in the Cylon. Um, you get this moment where Gaius is talking to himself when he's kind of interrogating Tori. Um, and she's trying to figure out what Gaius knows about the final five, too. Um, there's such... Things are getting messy with the Cylon side of things. And it's... That's interesting enough to the point where it's like, damn it. Now I need more answers from anybody to give them. And to the point where they even think about unboxing uh, the other Cylons so they can break votes. Um and that's a no-go situation. But um, now I'm just intrigued who the, the last one is, especially with only 15 episodes, to, or 16 episodes, I think it is. Um, like, the last episode was, like, a three-hour thing. They broke up into two episodes. I don't know. Okay. So, like, it's, it's interesting to see um, how far along it is till they're revealed until we find out who the last Cylon is. Um, going, uh, Callie finds out about the three Cylons, because Anders is off with Starbuck at this point. Um, Tori, or she goes to send herself out in the airlock with her child, because it's a half-breed as well now. Um, Tori saves the child and kicks Callie the hell out of the airlock. Um, to the point you definitely know Tori's a fucking Cylon because she throws Callie halfway across the goddamn ship. Um, and then you get this religious uh, episode where it's Gaius's religion of the one true god against all these other gods. Um, and I know I commented to you, uh, I think it's cool to think about like this whole pantheon of gods and like one of them was just like, listen, we're going to go over on this other side of the everything and just do our own thing um we'll send some some notes if anybody wants to join us but other than that we're just gonna fuck off over here (laughs) so um that's cool that's kind of fun but it's also there's moments where gaius is being puppeted like literally the number six in his head is forcing him to get hit over and over for his religious beliefs, essentially, and their right to um, gather and shit. Um, even to the point where uh, early in episode or season one, um, they had a preview showing Ty's wife, and I thought Ty was six, and there's this whole cross episode where like Ty is seeing Ellen in six's face, um, and it was just tripping me out. Uh, and then we get Leoben showing oh, up after this huge Cylon t- attack on their own people. So <sighs> it's a lot to unfold. 
And then there's some mutiny going on now. There's some mutiny there. Um, it's interesting because I think it's a weird thing that I side with the crew, but also I need Starbuck to be right because that's obviously going to advance the plot of the show. <laughs> but also, we get these really fucking sweet moments between Adama and Rosalind. I was like, just be together right now. Just that's what we all need right from this show right now. Yeah, but you also get that moment where they they tear each other apart. Dude, they called them they called both of the each other's out on their own shit, and like <laughs> then went off to separate root like spots to lick each other's wounds, but like or lick their own wounds, but like then came back together and like it's really sweet where Adama's just reading to her while she's getting her treatment and shit like that. It's like, goddamn, this show. Even though it's slowed down a little, I'm still so on board with all of it. <laughs> because I'm guessing uh, we've got to go figure out how to find Earth from visiting the base star. I'm guessing the base star is the one that was attacked. Well, there's a bunch of base stars. Okay, But then I guess there's the thing that we can go back on since we skipped around a little bit in the story. Uh Remember, Razor came before season four started. Okay. And remember when? Oh. Remember the whole "Don't follow Kara; she will be your doom." And nice. That was the only thing that I wasn't sure of. Being like, is that a spoiler? I don't know. know. So maybe Kara is not right. What is Kara? What's going on? Her Viper is completely brand new. Has no scratches on it. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the intriguing part. Like when it, when they started hitting on that, I was like, "Was I right?" And did she just hit a wormhole when she went in there and like, kind of found this whole own little um, provisions, whatever. Um, but that's interesting that you bring up that razor point. Um, I wonder if that's not the hybrid they're talking about. Obviously, they were talking about the one that that pilots the base stars, but it's interesting to think about the other one. So. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. But yeah, that's all I got for VSG. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have more next week when shit actually happens. Good. I'm fucking excited because I'm fucking loving it. Uh, On American Gods season two. What'd you think of it? I don't know because I can barely remember anything that happened. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll do a quick run through. Um, no, I mean like. Shadow goes to Cairo, and they all kind of hang around, and then the season ends. There you go. Essentially, yeah. Um, have <laughs> you reading the book? So are we two three two thirds through the book then, or not even? No, fuck no. We're maybe halfway through the book. <laughs> nice. Uh, and like in the finale. When, uh, when like, they're looking for Shadow and they check his ID and it, it says, like, the Michael, whatever the fuck his name is, mm-hmm. and, like, the, the Lake Town or wherever he's going, I was just like, ah, that's the next part of the book. And he's, like, there for a year and it's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying season three is going to be a lot like season two? Uh, except maybe worse, because, like, well, it depends, because the book... 
Shadow is your point of view character. That's who you're following. Yeah. And like some shit happens and he's like hiding out in this town and like Wednesday leaves in there for like a year. And it's just mm-hmm. like him piling around with some guys in town and he talks to Laura like once and then like a whole lot of nothing. Interesting. Um, I don't know. From season one to season two, like it feels like such a missed thing that we had that first episode that just doesn't really sync up with these series of episodes. Like, I definitely think that should have been the finale of season one right now. Because this well, one's so shadow heavy. Yeah. But this this these last episodes are so shadow heavy that like you kind of see you get that that look through his eyes again. Um while you're still following a few of the characters around. Um I think it's interesting. It's it seems like there's this war between the two sides, but it seems like there's little pieces fracturing off, like the um Anasi brothers as well as Belis Belixki. Like they're Bill teaming Quist. up. Bill Quist. There you go. Um it's like this <laughs> it seems like they're teaming up on their own, like kinda long for the ride with I will Wednesday, say, but it's it's kind of like not super in the forefront, but it's there. The uh the the like race relations, even within gods that they're exploring in the season, I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get like it, there's actually quite a bit this season. You deal with like Shadow when he was a kid and like when he first came to America after traveling abroad and can I really say how much I love that? That I think that was the first episode back when we were, when he was on the train and like they were doing flashbacks to his uh, childhood, and like it seemed like he had grew, grown up in America, but up to this point where he was a teenager, his mom was moving him around all over the place. So like he was being, he was living this cultured life until he got to America and he kind of just got stuck here. Um, and immediately, like, you know, someone who was a good kid, and it seems like, you know, his mother was doing, like, charity work, you know, it seemed like she was, like, that's why they were moving around to, like, poor areas and stuff and helping people, and, yeah. you know, essentially a good family, but he's persecuted because he's black, and, the, you know, the cops attack him for getting beat up, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's an interesting dynamic, and then, you know, the whole Anansi and Doklas and the Egyptian gods, and you know, them talking about, you know, race and how it hasn't changed as long as they've been there, regardless of how much power they have. And mm-hmm. there's some interesting stuff in the fringes, but it's all built upon a, let's just kind of hang out. We don't really want to move the narrative forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can say, like, I, I like the season. Uh, it just feels like it was missing that flair from the first season. Um. <laughs> Like, the first season just had something a little extra. And I think that was basically just the showrunners, like, doing their own little touches. And, like, there was those moments that you weren't, that were catching you off guard. And I, I really enjoyed those moments. But, so we're back to just the book stuff right now. Like, there's no divergence so far in this season. Well, I mean, there is little stuff. Like, Sweeney does die in the book, but he's not, like, ran through with a fucking spear. <laughs> yeah. Um I really dug his episode and like learning his uh backstory a little bit more. Um 
And I definitely don't think that you find out Shadow is Wednesday's kid this early. Yeah, like, that's that, that felt like it was book. thrown in, uh, like, if we weren't going to get another season, at least they were going to, like, give that tidbit of information. Um, I mean, like... It feels like show, that's a hook for the third season. I mean, like, they definitely, like, weren't, like, hiding it. You know, there was a re- you know, when, like, they flash back to it in the last episode of Wednesday when he's like, you know, you remind me of your my son, and it's not like I fucked your mom. You know, he, like, he was laying it on pretty thick that yeah. it's not hard to figure out. But then there's also s- some other stuff that they kind of do the same thing with where I'm just like, are you guys just giving up the ghost already? Like, it's not hard <laughs> to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It was good. I liked it. Um, looking forward to season three. Uh, I like it's it's weird. Some things that they're doing, like obviously Betty being the uh, berserker, that's just a car, um, and also the motorcycle, that's this whatever from history. But like, they're just vehicles. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such weird additions to it. I'm sure it was talked about in the book, but like. I don't know. It just doesn't really translate well to the screen, I guess. Um, we get some action on Mr. World's side. Uh, he actually ends up killing Tech Boy, but the other dude resurrects him, I guess? I, I don't know, man. Because I was just like watching that one scene, and I was like, oh, this was the birth of Tech Boy, like the original one. It showed the flashback to the younger Asian kid. It, but then, like, they showed him at like that speakeasy in the thirties. And I was thinking he's like represented the telephone. And I was like, I don't quite know what you guys are doing here. Also, uh, whoever's doing (laughs) writing the, uh, little cliff notes for Amazon, whatever the little, um, descriptions of the, the episodes are doing an awful job. Like they, Tease the shit out of stuff that never, like, never really sees fruition of, like, that last episode, like, Shadow Moon becomes this huge deal and, like, learns that he has extra powers. Like, there's a scene that I think was cut out of Serenity earlier this year where he's this kid and just has a playset of cops and robbers and he just smashes it with all his shit. He's like, well, I'm safe, I guess. I don't know. Some of that didn't make sense. I'm sure some of it will be alluded to next season, but, like, I don't know. It got a little messy and murky. It's cool. We got another still. Maybe the next season will take two years again, and then we'll have another showrunner. (laughs) But I think if you like the first season, I think you'll dig the second season. Um, I do. Like, I don't think it's, like, it's not as bad as everyone is making it out to be where like I watched three episodes of quit because this show's a piece of shit and like it's not it's still fine mm-hmm. yeah I'm enjoying it uh, it's got me to the point where I want to read the material even if I want to read the comics but like I don't want to spoil the show I guess but I feel... do it because otherwise like I'm just going to spoil it by accident someday by just being completely out of context I'm like yeah when they, this happens I'm like oh uh, then I'll think back about it like two months later. I'll be like, "You son of a bitch! You spoiled that that I didn't realize it till right now." But uh, yeah, oh, I think it, I think I'm gonna pick up the comics and check them out. So, you and fucking comic comics rock the brand. 
Probably. And that's why I like them. <laughs> so from there, uh, let's talk Infinity War Endgame. Uh, do you want to do that or do you want to do Game of Thrones first? I can't tell which is more. Let's which... do Let's do Endgame now. Uh, well, nah, fuck that. Let's let, let's end on a high note. Let's go fucking Game of Thrones. So I take it you did not like it. Um, I don't hate it, but it's definitely it's not it's not. I just think Game of Thrones isn't my cup of tea anymore. It's doing everything you want, though. That's what I don't get. Uh, the back half isn't like I don't mind the back half, but the first half just. And a lot of this is because there's millions of people trying to stream this all at the same time and bandwidth issues, whatever. You're getting artifacting and shit. And, like, I understand, like, shit was probably um, shot poorly lit for um, dramatic effect whatnot. So I'm not griping about anything like that. But, like, there are things that just kind of grind me. Um Especially this statistically, like how they decide to attack with all their fucking people, um, just kind of grinds me up. Like, there's no reasonable assessed value to sending the cavalry in first. Like, that's your B team. You never send them in first, and everybody's like, fuck it. They're on horses. Let's go kill them. Let's go see if they can kill everything first. Like, no way just, that makes sense. It's not just the cowrie, though. It's the Dothraki. So I understand why they lead with them. You know, these fierce warriors. Like, if you look at it, it's Dothraki, and then it's like the Unsullied. These two, like, warrior class, like, you know, Listen. armies that no one had seen before. <laughs> I totally get that, and I, I'm not. It's not a. I'm not trying to make it a big deal because, like, it's whatever. It's their choice, how they wanted to make the show, whatever. But from a defensive position, you're spreading yourself out so far, and you're like they only have to get lucky a few times. Like you have to hit under 100 percent to not lose a lot of your forces really quick, and like they just like you have all those brilliant war statistician minds and they're just like yeah this this is the way to do it i suppose um well i mean like i'm not gonna claim to be like some war <laughs> tactician but like you can't have the cavalry behind like i mean yeah, in that terms yeah, you of the way they have can, it set like, up yeah no 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 i get that i get that um so that's why it's not a huge gripe um but i, I just it just rubbed me the wrong way um but, I but mean, it is, it's so ridiculous. It's just like the Dothraki are wiped out in 10 seconds after yeah. like all this build up, you know, like we spent what two and a half seasons of Danny trying to get them and they're going to be the force that wins her the Iron Throne. And then they're just fucking just down by the zombies. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things about this episode that just kind of like rub me the wrong like, we made a big deal about Dragonglass, and we only get the one giant kill <laughs> from it. Like, there's really no nothing shown from that, so it's kind of just disappointing. And, like, I don't know. It just feels like such a letdown to have this vicious army. And, like, they keep coming back. And, like, they're such a huge threat. And um, 
and then they're toppled within seconds. Um, yeah. But I don't know. The dragon fight was cool. I dug that. Oh, like, it was fucking lame. <laughs> it was such a mess. Um, but I think the way they did it was well um, to have none of them a real clear winner, but them tearing up Viserin enough to make him manageable, I suppose. Um, but then you get Danny that just lands amongst all these zombies is like, oh yeah, your fucking dragon's gonna get taken over because all these things are gonna do is try to kill the biggest fucking thing out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was alright. Uh, the one thing, like, everything was spoiled minutes before I was able to watch. So, like, Dude, just stay off Twitter. Jesus, it's I, not hard. Listen, and it's totally my responsibility. I'm not faulting anybody. Like, I, I knew the, the... I was rolling those dice. But, like, um, people were full-blown... Like, people were sharing clips of, like, the 10 seconds of the climax. It's like, well, I guess, fuck you. <laughs> Again, just don't be on social media for an hour. I agree. I agree. Um... But yeah, I think that they did a really good job. Uh, the lady, the shit they showed, uh, definitely Mormont uh, killing the the giant was awesome. Um, I guess you can't. It felt like they were going to do a lot of more character moments, but like you just see them on the fringes of these bigger moments. Um, well, the it's maze, just like it's- the labyrinth of through the library and shit with um, Arya was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it was like I think the problem was like, I mean, we talked about it, it's not us, you know. Everyone's just like, so many people are gonna die. It's the big ending of so many things because it felt, it feels like they pushed out narratively to not kill any of anyone of real consequence. Like, yeah. Jorah is the biggest, and he hasn't mattered in years. Yeah, absolutely. That that's probably my biggest gripe. Like, even Theon gets his redemption arc, but. Who gives a fuck? Like, just everything of not none consequent happened. Even I was pissed off that Ghost led the charge out of nowhere. Nowhere, like, just out of he's just it's so stupid. But apparently, he's in the uh, trailer for next episode, so he's all right. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> but it's just like you know, like there is no reason that like. Fucking like they, they should have had they should have had a couple big deaths that meant something. Even Grey Worm, I'm pretty sure, survived. He did. And the only like, people who died were Theon, uh, Ed from the Wall, yeah. Jorah, and um, uh, the fucking little Mormont girl. Yeah, and I think you need. We should have had a big kill. And we should have had them raised up as a zombie and had him, somebody had to take him on again. Um, It just feels like we lost, like it was such a missed opportunity. And um, I don't know. Like, everybody is so excited about this episode and is like, it's it's all right. It's it's just okay. Like, I felt there was a lot of, like, Again, like, yes, it was hard to see some stuff, but that was a narrative choice, you know? Like, it was meant to be dark and not know what's going on and chaotic. But also, that's just, like, 
fuck you guys, man. Like, you're going to sit there and tell that how much money you spent on this episode, but you're going to fucking hide everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, like, I was watching it, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then, like, the fucking, like, winter storm rolled in. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? You're going to obscure even Oh, my God, yes. Out. Yes. With the, I was like, I don't even, I hate you. I hate all of it. And then the dragons was like, cool. Like, they, they laid things out well. And I thought it was going to be a great shit. And then things just got messy and it's just convoluted and then nothing mattered. And it's like, even in the crypts, even when we're like, this is so telegraphed, they're not going to really do it. And then nobody really, I mean, what, they get Gilly? No, she's still alive, they said. That's stupid. Nobody died in the crypts. That's stupid. I don't think anyone, I think not only did no one die in the crypts, but like, they didn't even show like Sansa or Tyrion making that stand and trying to save everybody. It's it's just a mess of an episode, and I it's it's weird because like this is the highest rated show on TV right now, and everybody's watching it. Blah blah blah. But like, there's so many people that are fine with regular TV that like this is blowing their minds, but like people that have watched. Through, from the beginning, they're like, oh, oh well. <laughs> well, well. We're three episodes away, I, I think, suppose. I think there's a lot of people that were like, yes, this is so great. Whereas it's like, well, it's really not. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, at the point where, like, I get they were trying to keep John away. They're trying to subvert expectations. Like, See, yeah, and I think that's John. where the spoiler hit me. I think because it was hard to tell that if he was going to make it uh, in time or whatever, but knowing that uh, Arya was going to kill Night King, that like is like, well, he could just stay behind that rock and be safe. But then he but yeah, fucking no, stands off ridiculous. against the dragon. And he's like, no, get get down. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> but dude. like that scene just kept. I was like, this is supposed to be our quote unquote like you know, bona fide hero, you know, normal fantasy hero guy. He's just like, oh, a dragon rock. Is the dragon gone? No, dragon's still there, but hide behind this rock some more. It's like, you're a fucking idiot, Jon Snow. I hate you. Yeah. Uh, and also, you shouldn't... Also, it also should have been a spoiler. Because, um, fucking Danny is in the middle of this group of zombies, and it's like, I, I don't think Danny has any combat training. <laughs> <laughs> like, that bitch is about to get rolled over. I was like, oh, Jorah's going to save the day, thank God, but... Well, listen, Danny's fucking dumb too. I'm gonna <laughs> land this dragon and then just keep it on the ground. A dragon is an aerial beast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like, there was in the end, there was no surprises because I mean, like, two weeks ago on the podcast, I was telling you that it was gonna be Arya that killed the Night King, and that was the only narrative sense for her arc to end that yeah. way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I love it. Although, like, and I loved it at the end where they're like describing it. They're like, it was such a big deal that she sticks that dagger right where he got made into the. It was like nobody fucking remembers that shit. And there's no way she knew that, that was the exact spot she needed to hit him. Like, no. But I also love when they're like <laughs> on the behind the scenes. They're like, we knew it was going to be Arya for three years. And I was like, oh yeah, no, no, no. When they said that, I was like, this is exactly how they were doing Lost. Like. You fucking liars. <laughs> so, yeah. It's what, it is whatever. <laughs> it was. It was a very disappointing episode. 
And like, where have we? There's a season now. Like, there's three episodes to go. It's like, I can't wait to spend next episode just cleaning up after this fight, and then two episodes be down and having a fight at the Red Keep. No, then... I think they're gonna. I think they'll be in King's Landing next episode. I hmm. you want to make another bet? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I guarantee you they're King Lanny by the end of next episode. Yeah. Um, it's so so random. But I guess Iron Islands don't make shit a difference now. So, like, I don't know. Just well, disappointing. It, <laughs> it, it just didn't live up to what I had wanted. I mean, yeah, in yeah. the end, I can't remember. Again, like, I talked to you it, that it had to be Arya that finished it. Um I said, I don't remember if I was talking to you or my other buddy, where I was just like, I think they're going to finish the Night King arc in one episode. We're just going to finish it in one battle because you can't protract that. Like, mm-hmm. it's either all or nothing when you're doing an all out villain like See, that. See, it would have been you super can't... dope if they would have just, if they would have extended the season even by one episode and you do the hour mark there where he just re- raises everybody up again and then we get to the next episode. Like, that would have been killer, but missed opportunities. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fine just being like, we're going to tack on 20 more minutes and yeah. just do it all at once. That's fair. But um, So, jump from, from there to Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, what did you think of Endgame? What did you think about Endgame? Nope, you're first. It's not good. Ooh... Hmm. I mean, like, that's me. That's me poo-pooing it. It's fine. Is it? It's. I didn't like it though. <laughs> it's. It's. It's good. It's just. No, it's not. Just I, it. It's not good. Listen, I liked it enough. It's in Did the top you... half. <laughs> top half of what? You're of so... the the twenty two movies that they have out. It, I don't know that it is. Even, it even is. thinking about that, it's a hard, a hard claim. Um, I would I, say it's, 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 it's a hundred percent comparable to Ultron. Where like, there's cool stuff in it, but it's just such a mess that it doesn't work, and you kind of hate it. Hmm. That's fair. It's fair. No. Nope. Whereas you know, like. Ultron, you felt like it was going off the rails because they were forcing you to do setup and stuff. Whereas I feel Endgame goes off the rails because they're trying to do so much closure. And I don't think they earn any of the closure they do. Hmm. I'd have to disagree with you there. Well, um, you can eat a dick. Well, you can go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> no, I think they, uh, for what they've done over this last 10 years, this three-hour extravaganza they did was probably the best way to do it. I can't think of a way they could have done it better. Um, everything works as well as it needs to. Um, and really the only thing... Like, I'd love to watch the battle again. But everything else I could just live without. But I think the battle Where, was done like, really well. No, it wasn't. It was comparative to every other thing the Russos have done with action, it was very muddy and choppy and 
all over the place and I don't feel much of it if anything resonated yeah there was no emotion um, it was just I, the Iron Man the I, Iron Man sacrifice um, like that got me just because like Iron Man's my number one so but you know like it's just the bigger these movies get the less invested I am in them I think like sure. eventually it's just it's just, I, I saw somebody re- relate the end battle to they're like it's like ready player one but with characters you care about whereas i'm like (laughs) and i'm like i do care about those characters some of them but it is just ready player one it's just cgi nonsense all over the screen and you can't really follow a ton of it and is it cool maybe i don't know i think they did a Hmm. just speaking about the battle i think they did it well because they made they gave or uh, they gave up Black Widow because in that battle she's not doing much, um, and even Hawkeye he's only running with the gauntlet like he can't offensively do anything versus many of them. Um, well, that's a fucking lie, and you know it because no, 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 no they, it is. But they kind of they kind of um, made him that way. But I mean, that's it's it's nonsense to be like Black Widow and Hawkeye couldn't do anything when they're literally fighting half of the same army that they were fighting in the first Avengers movie. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but taking them out of the picture, that you have the triple team of Iron Man, Thor, and Cap, and where I'm going into this, I figured it was just going to be a brawl between Thanos, Iron Man, and and Cap. Uh, especially when Thor shows up, like we see Thor and he's just let go of himself. Like, I just didn't think he was going to be a big deal. Uh, but like when, what? how could you not expect giant Thor to be a big deal? <laughs> uh... Like I get that. Like <laughs> just how emotionally I, one, broken I'm... he seemed. Yeah. And that's great. Like I, I love that they were so committed to it. I was like, oh, well, yeah, when yeah. he fucking like, when he suits up and the lightning hits him, he'll be skinny again, and he's just fucking fat in his fucking armor too. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's great because like I went back and watched the trailers and like in the trailers he's little skinny Thor, and I was like, fucking these assholes that are cutting these trailers, just fucking brilliant. Um, uh, and then uh, also like. Maybe my favorite little sight gag is when, like, he armors up his beard braids. Like, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> Basically, I love anything with Thor. Like, I think they've figured that character out. And, like, I just am in love with everything I, like haven't, doing. I haven't really thought about him until we're talking about it right now. And, like, I'm on board with that, all of that. Like, they did a really great job. Like, What's so weird is, like, now thinking about it, like, they did a really excellent job with Thor, and I've gotten to a point where I just don't care about Hulk anymore, um, because he's found a way to coexist as both parts now. See, uh, and that's, like, I, I don't know. I think it's done okay. I think you miss something with, like, not having the Hulk. You know, like, every... <laughs> Everybody has, like, their big moments at the mm-hmm. end, you know? 
and there's not you don't you expect something from the Hulk, even though I think it's smart that what they do do, yeah, that you know his his arc is more subtle. Um, mm-hmm. This character who grappled with all the pain and the damage and the chaos that he always caused, he's the one who's able to fix everything and actually bring life back in and bring all these people back as opposed to destroying. God, I, I think it's that. a good little moment. Um, yeah, but, I mean, just even thinking about where Hulk. Like even the Edward Norton uh, films, um, the, Listen, trans- <laughs> the transition over five movies he's been in um, is really something to be proud of. Uh, because I mean, that first one he was just hit hit everything. Second one he was hit everything, and I kind of feel sad about that. Um, then you get to Ragnarok, and he's been living as that dude that just punches everything for sport. Uh, and like kind of gets paid for it, I guess, but um, to the point where he doesn't want to do that anymore. And then he gets his ass handed to him and he, he just doesn't want to be this weapon anymore. And then he finds a way to coexist, um, which kind of, I'm guessing, takes away a good de- amount of his strength, but also gives him reason. Um, I don't know. Uh, I like how they, I think there's a little bit missing from when uh, Tony and Cap rectify their uh, past. Oh, you mean after, like, they fucking <laughs> been pissy with each other for, like, seven movies, and then they're still pissy at the beginning, but then you're just like, hey, I built you a shield for Buds, right? Cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, it is. And also, like, the other thing that bugged me was that we spend 90% of the motivation and drive behind all the Captain America movies is Bucky and the loss of Bucky. And in this movie, it's just like, hey, buddy, cool. I'm leaving now. Bye. Like, there's no resolution between those two characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, Falcon and Captain or uh, Winter Soldier have a, their own series on Disney Plus now, right? Yes, it's going to be the first one, I think. That's so weird. Um... But I mean, like, you get that. Because when, because uh, I saw it twice. Um, I definitely was like down on it the first time. I was like, I need to go see if I'm if it was me you, or if I... you saw Endgame twice. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, uh, that's so weird. Feel... It's it not. It's not weird that you saw it twice. It's it's weird that I don't feel like I need to see it again. But I'm probably oh, I probably gonna go either. to it. I told my buddy. Uh, I was like, yeah, because like he didn't see it till Saturday, and then he was texting me, and he was. He was down on it too, and I was just like, "Yeah, we were talking through it." And I was like, "I'm gonna go tomorrow morning." And he's just like, "Wow!" He's like, "I have no interest in seeing that ever again." And I was like, <laughs> "Me either," but I I don't want to see it, but I need to sort my feelings and figure it out, you know. Um, but yeah, so in the when I caught it the second time, like you can totally tell that Bucky knows Cap is not coming back. Yeah. You know, he literally says, "You know," he's like, "When Hulk's like, he's gonna be gone for five seconds, guys. It's okay." But Bucky's like, "I'm gonna miss you." You know, you I uh, can tell that I really love how they did it uh, when he when he goes in the past and sees um, Jenkins and was like he he knows that he can't stay there but he wants to find a reason to get back there. Um, I but think, that's the problem. I think like if you gave him some closure with Peggy yeah. in the seventies, that works. But they want to build towards this moment at the end, which I don't think works within their own logic mm-hmm. of time travel. Yeah. It's 
this movie, like, if you think about it narratively for five seconds, it all falls apart because it's just mm-hmm. wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, and like, just it's whatever you want to do. Yeah. But like, I don't buy the fact that Captain Fucking America goes back in time. It's just like we're just gonna chill. It's done. I'm I'm gonna hide. Oh, what's that? You're building shield. Should I tell her that it's infiltrated by fucking Nazis? Nah, I'm not going to do anything about that. My buddy's being brainwashed in Russia. Maybe I should help him. Nope, can't change the timeline. Can't do it. Like, I don't buy that he doesn't do anything. That's that's pretty interesting to think about. Um, yeah. But they want to um, get that moment. And, like, yeah. the moment as an idea is beautiful and works. And mm-hmm. it's great. But, like, the way we get there doesn't. And no, also, no, I totally, I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And also, like, I completely understand that movies and story and these like, concepts, you need uh, a push and pull and, you know, you need action and the, the cliffs and the peaks and stuff. But, like, when you're literally, like, we're going to go back into our own timeline to get these stones mm-hmm. and they don't pick the easiest places to get it is fucking infuriating <laughs> to me yeah when you just like you know it's like no we need to go in the back in the middle of this fucking alien invasion that's when we get <laughs> these stones and i was like what about when you had it in your fucking home tony stark and you were using it to build the ultron why didn't you just go back to then walk <laughs> in and take it hey you're not gonna believe this I'm you from the future. He's like, no, I, I totally grab it. You grab it, sure. Don't even need to. It's just like, <laughs> and you know, it's just like, we need to go suck it out of Jane Foster. It's like, why don't you go to the end of that movie when you just have it on Asgard <laughs> before you take it to the collector? I love oh, it. You need, you need the Tesseract? Why don't you just go to when it was hanging out in the fucking vault room on Asgard? It's ridiculous. I think, I think um, I, I like thinking about Infinity War and when we were talking about it and where at the end it was so like we knew everybody was going to be coming back at some point. Um, I like that they stuck with that but I have so much more problems with the end of this one. It's like I understand it's the changing of the guard. Like these people have been doing these movies for a decade and they're fucking tired of it. I like as much as Chris Evans is loving the like support and the fans and everything this weekend, like if you told him, I don't care how big that check is to make one more Captain America, there's no way in hell he's doing it. Yeah, um, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's just like Hemsworth is the only one who wants to keep doing it. Um, I love. And if Hemsworth is not in Guardians Three, I'm gonna fucking just boycott that fucking piece of shit movie. Also. Um, was Doctor Strange really fucking weird looking throughout the entire movie? Okay, not, <laughs> not, he looked like he was a digital creation at Tony's Wake. Like, when the camera was panning by him the second time, I was like, Cumberbatch is like in London, and they just fucking put his face on something. All right, now take, so take that in, like, just remember that. And all I'm thinking about is um, Chris Pratt's little behind-the-scenes video you put up yesterday. And, like, they clearly show, like, 
Doctor Strange is standing. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's that guy. Just with Doctor <laughs> Strange's face. Um, but yeah. Um, like, when they do the fucking full-on, like, the the wizards bring everybody to... And you have these two armies squaring off. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's get it on. Um, and then the pass, uh, the passing of the gauntlet around. Um, the only thing, like, listen, okay, we'll talk about things that work, okay? Yeah, yeah. Fat Thor. Fat Thor. Fucking <laughs> works. Um, Rocket's comic accurate costume works. I don't know why, but I was like, oh shit, yeah, he's got the bandana and everything. Fucking dope. Fucking uh, that shot of fucking Captain America down in the left corner by himself and all of these fucking monsters in this army and Thanos descending on him and him just getting up and being like, let's do this. It's just me. I'll do it. It's emblematic of everything that Captain America stands for. And three or four, whatever number one, they gave him the fucking hammer. And that shit is so fucking dope when he just fucking starts kicking ass with me all there. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I love everybody that's been talking about it this weekend. They're like, he clearly could have done it in Ultron, but he just wanted Thor to know that he was Thor. So uh, he didn't. So like when Thor's like, I knew it. I was like, fuck yeah, you did. Like, <laughs> let's fucking kick some ass with fucking lightning everywhere. Um, uh, so good. But like, and the fact that like the little fucking comic nerd in me was just like, he said Avengers Assemble. He finally said it. Eee. Even but, though it doesn't make any sense. As a oh, yeah, yeah, for crowd. sure. Um, but on those but, same words, uh, how do you feel about him saying Hail Hydra? <laughs> I, that was the first thing when I knew you had seen it and I had seen it. The first thing I said to you <laughs> was that fucking... <laughs> I can't... I, I'm blown away that they did it. Because it just quelches a whole side of an argument that, like, was just unnecessary from the get-go. And it's just like, well, you fucking nerds. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's little stuff that were, you know, like, I love that, like, when he gets in the fucking elevator and it's just, like, at a Winter Soldier. And I was no, like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I was like, we're gonna do it again. And he's just like, Hail Hydra. I was like, kudos. <laughs> you guys are fucking smart sometimes. And then he fights himself. He's like, yeah, that is America's ass. Just um, so, such great little comedic moments like that along the way. But, um, I feel one, I think it's fucking stupid and it's dumb and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything about it. But, like, they were just like, the reason Captain Marvel comes between these movies is she's the most powerful Avenger there is. You won't believe what she's going to do in Avengers Endgame, and that is not be there, and then just blow up a ship. Like, it's the dumbest I, use of, like... I love how they used her. Like, obviously tearing through uh, his ship, but, like, when she came on the battlefield, I was like, oh, shit, it's going to be her versus Thanos, and, like, she holds her own for, like, a few seconds, but this is kind of really tossed to the side. And it kind of just shows you, like, nobody can really stand up Thanos. Which is ridiculous, because, like, before she got in that fight, there's that scene where, like, Thor is has, like, Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. He's pushing mm-hmm. in Thanos, and Cap jumps on his back. And Thanos, like, throws Cap on the ground, and then, like, Gorilla fucking stomps him in the chest, you know, just, like, yeah. fucking slams down. It's like, oh, but Cap keeps getting up, but Captain Marvel's like, oh, I get hit once, uh. 
And also, that drove I I do like the part where like he headbutts her and she doesn't. Oh even yeah, flinch. I was like, fuck um, yes, like. <laughs> but then I, it's ridiculous. I, I love then, I love what the, how they portrayed Thanos. I think that's but, uh, the best thing that they did. Um, it sucks that he's gone now. Um, no, I'm completely fine with his I mean, dumb head being gone. I, I felt like I wanted him around. Like <laughs> any piece of like, you know, they made ostensibly he's the hero of fucking Infinity War. You know, it's his story mm-hmm. you're following. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, his idea might not be much more than like a freshman grade philosophy major being like, oh, if we destroyed half the universe then we could all live in peace and they would just like, <laughs> grab it right up. But at least he has motivation. Yeah, Whereas yeah. in this movie, he's just like, oh, fuck, I'm just a third grade it's, Marvel. It's yeah. really funny because him and Nebula um, are, they're like, before any character like, arcs have happened, they're the basic villains and they're just true to that point. Um, so, um, it really, like, they're mirror opposites of what we see in Infinity War, it seems. Yeah, but um, it's, uh, anyway, back to the one thing. It drives me fucking, because, like, when Captain Marvel was going up against him, and she's, like, holding his hands apart, and I was like, fuck yeah, break his fucking purple fingers off. Just break it. <laughs> and, uh... But and I love that. Like ever. it was, his, that was the wrong hand, though. So like, it wouldn't have mattered all that much. But it's the dumbest thing ever because like, Thanos takes an Infinity Stone out, puts it in his yeah. other hand. <laughs> to her. I was like, that's not how the fucking Infinity Stones work, you jackasses. Um, it's kind of how Ronan used it. Okay, but what I'm saying is like, there's oh that no scene no yeah. In- in Infinity, there's that scene in Infinity War, right? When he comes to Wakanda and everyone's trying to hold him off, and like yeah. the Hulk jumps at him and he's just like using the space stone and you're just going right through me. Uh, he's not doing anything, but in this, he's just like, Well, I physically have to snap my fingers to do anything. Well, so, to be fair, he does, he's had the whole movie to figure out what the stones do and where he's at on this battlefield. Like, he's just he, he's such a novice, he doesn't know how to use their powers. That- that is not true either, because all through Infinity War, he uses the stones as soon as he gets them. But this is prior to all, like, this is when he started his search, and, like, he's basically handed the gauntlet well, with, the, with the stones. That is also that is also not true, because he already had an Infinity Stone. He had two of them, and he, or he had one, and he gave it to Loki to go get the other in Avengers, which took place before this. No, see, I don't think he, I don't think this was at that point, because I'm it pretty was. sure. No, because when he's because... talking, to, when he's talking to Nebula, and he sees the playback of, uh, they have two, they know that two stones are on Earth, like he didn't know, he didn't have that knowledge. So I'm guessing when Loki bamps out there with the Tesseract, I'm pretty sure like that's when those events kicked off, it would seem? No, it's not, because he, Thanos gave him the scepter, so he gave him a stone to go get the other stone on Earth, so Thanos has already been searching for the stones for, like, two years. Mm, okay. Oh, and that's just called 
bad fucking writing or screwing up the continuity, like all comic movies. But he definitely but didn't. Was, but he didn't have anything to utilize the power like the gauntlet. But um, because like, the what I'm saying the is, what I'm saying gone. is that doesn't matter because yeah. he knows how to use the gauntlets in Infinity War, the stones. Yeah. As soon as he gets the reality, as soon as he gets the time stone, he flashes the Wakanda. And then uses the time stone almost immediately. It's not like there's a fucking learning curve. Um, well, I mean, fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, I thought it was cool to see these fucking Chitari from the first Avengers um, alongside the ones from Infinity War, the little fucking spider guys. Um, it's cool to see the um, generals Again, even though they didn't make shit of a difference. Um, the woman's brigade was awesome. Um, no, it wasn't. It was pretty fucking cool. You get out of here. It with was... <laughs> no, again, it's cool as a concept, but it literally does not work because they don't build to it or earn it. They're literally oh. just like... No, dude, it's just like... Captain Marvel, I need you to go get the fucking gauntlet from Parker. And she's like, okay. And he's like, how will you get there? And then every fucking woman on the battlefield just shows up to be like, she has help. Like, but I, get I, I just felt like it was that. just a callback to Infinity War when Scarlet Witch shows up and then the three team up and then it's just more on this one. So, Yeah, except it doesn't make any sense for them all to fucking show up. I mean, like, to be fair. It, yeah. It would have made more sense if they did it more organically. Like, if she had been like, I'll find a way and was like starting to go through the battlefield and as she went further in, yeah. the women all like, she went past them and they all kind of joined together and built towards that That's shot fair. at the end where they knocked Thanos down. Like, That's fair. Work towards it. Just don't show me everyone show up because you need a group shot. Yeah. Um, I do like the way that Gamora and Scarlet Witch aren't around anymore. I think like they paid for the Soul Stones, um, and it makes sense. But that's not true. Gamora is still around. I don't think she is, because I think when... She absolutely is. Listen to me. When Tony snaps his finger, I'm pretty sure it's just to erase the bad guys, and at that point, she was a bad guy. I'm pretty sure that the movies aren't going to work like that, because if it was, they would have shown Gamora getting dusted. They wouldn't have shown Quill looking for her. That's hanging the thread of we need to find Gamora. Hmm. You would have ended. You would have shown. Sure. And two, you don't bring someone back who died who died to kill them again. Gamora's okay. back. That was the whole point of probably why they went to 2014 Thanos, because that's when Gamora was still working with him, as opposed to any other time that that could happen. I gotcha. Gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although, yeah, Scarlet Witch is fucking done. Which, cool. Make me not care about that movie you announced by about her that's going to be a fucking prequel now and not have any stakes. Good job, guys. Oh, uh, you mean uh, Black Widow? Yep. Yep. Uh, and the same. But like, I'm, I'm even more less interested in WandaVision. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck. I was not interested as soon as they said it was called WandaVision. I was like, are you fucking <laughs> dense? Um, also... A little bit of my excitement for like Spider Man got killed because I was like, I don't want to see. I want Spider Man to be fun and awesome and have, you know, be a little lighthearted like that first one is. I don't want it to start with him being like, "Well, 
my other surrogate father's dead, just like my uncle, and now I missed five years of my life too. Cool, let's go to Europe. Um, I think it's going to be there. I think the lightheartedness is going to be there because I'm pretty sure uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the suit. How is he going to be in the suit? He's going to be the voice. He's no, be the there's no, there's no way. Um, no. I'm I'm pretty sure on this one. I'm going to put all my bets on no. that one. There is no fucking way. Ha. Come on. If you don't think Ronnie Downey Jr. is going to still pick up a paycheck, you're ridiculous. That man had a 90s drug habit. He knows to get money when he can. Listen. <laughs> Listen to me. Dude doesn't need to because he gets a back-end percentage on these movies. Yeah. Even I... if he's only making... Even if he's only making, like, 8%. <laughs> That movie just made a billion dollars in three days. Uh, I love how ridiculous that is. That's insanity. So, that's Endgame. Fucking watch it. It's worth a one watch. Um, but that being said, that's the end of Phase 3, I'm pretty sure, right? No, Spider-Man is. Oh, okay. So, yeah. that's uh... apparently it takes place exactly, you know, beginning of it is the end of Endgame. <laughs> Interesting. So what I'm curious about, that, like, I know you don't watch trailers, but, like, the, the first trailer for Spider-Man, like, Happy and, like, uh, Aunt May were kind of flirting in the first scene, and Spider-Man's like, what's going on here? And I was like, oh, shit, has Happy been fucking Aunt May for five years? <laughs> he better not. You're taking down a notch. Um, crazy. So, uh, what do we got on the docket for next week then? Uh, I don't know. Obviously, Battlestar Galactica. Five episodes. Sure. Um, sure. What have we got this weekend? Um, I don't know if there is anything theatrical, is there? Does something want to open it? Totally is. Uh, there's Long Shot. Oh, yeah. I'll go see that. And Ugly Dolls. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm probably going to catch Ugly Dolls. I'm not going to force you to. Um, Why? Listen, I'm I'm putting out there I might. I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to. But I might. <laughs> just for a lighthearted little movie. Um, from what I heard, Trolls... Uh, I think they made Trolls movie two years ago. And it was a really fun sure. little family movie, so... Just, I'm just saying, put a little joy in your life. Can't make me. And plus, one of those dolls is called Ox, so I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, do we got a best and worst list? Uh, yeah, probably. I haven't checked to do okay. see if they're actually available, but it's a uh, it's a wonderful life and date movie. Date movie the. Rob, or, uh, not Rob Country, uh, fucking the dude from Office. I can't think of his fucking name. The that dude one? from Office? Steve Carell? The fuck is that? No, God, no. Those <laughs> stupid, like, parody fucking movies. Date movie, not oh, another teen movie. Fuck me. Epic movie. <sighs> God damn it. Uh, in It's Wonderful. Is that a Christmas movie? Uh, I think so. It plays at Christmas all the time. Hmm. Interesting. 
don't know. It's about a dude being like, I'm going to kill myself. And then the angel's like, don't. Isn't that around That's the wartime, too? About... Isn't that, like, around <laughs> the World Maybe. War Two? Maybe, I think. Maybe. I don't know. It's an old fucking movie. Ooh, ooh, we got another I... one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, watch all that shit. Obviously, uh, next episode of Game of Thrones, where we find out we don't make it to the Red Keep, and Luke is wrong yet again. Uh, you want to do double or nothing? I definitely don't, because you're definitely watching Fault in Our Stars. So, uh, we'll catch all that, and we'll catch up with you next week. Peace, pineapple, and everything great.